0: This is iLINK, a podcast presented by FHL Bank Atlanta. Welcome to another episode of FHL Bank Atlanta's iLINK. Joining us today is Leslie Schreiner, Director of Diversity and Inclusion at FHL Bank Atlanta. She is joining us to talk about building a d program within your own institution. Leslie is a certified diversity professional and she is responsible for the oversight and implementation of the bank's strategic diversity and inclusion program. We all know that this is a very important and timely topic, but we also realize that many of our listeners may not feel like they have the time or resources to devote to building a full scale DNI program. Others may be uncertain about where to start Thankfully, Leslie is here to provide you with practical tools to build a program that creates and fosters an inclusive environment no matter the time and resources available to you. Leslie, thanks for joining us today. We're really excited to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. Before we jump into the how of building a DNI program, can we talk
1: a little bit about the why? Of course. That's a great idea. It's really helpful to set the stage and make sure that we understand what we're talking about, you know, really get that common language. So first, let's start with the background of what DNI is. As you mentioned earlier, the term DNI is short for diversity and inclusion. These two terms are often treated as interchangeable, but they're actually very distinct items. First, let's talk about diversity. Diversity concerns those visible and invisible differences that make each of us unique. So some of those invisible traits are things that we commonly think about like race, Mm -hmm. gender, age, physical ability. But there are many other dimensions of diversity. These include like your background, your education, status as a parent, Mm -hmm. cognitive ability. Diversity, in short, are all these things that make you you. In fact, I sometimes say, if there are two people in the room, you have diversity. Because no two people are alike. Mm -hmm. Now, inclusion, on the other hand, is really about fostering that sense of belonging within an organization, where every individual feels valued and respected, and diversity of thought is promoted. You know, you might have heard this, but D&I is often explained as, Diversity is being invited to the party, and inclusion is being asked to the dance. So this may be a rather simplistic way to explain these terms and maybe even incomplete, but it provides a good visual representation and helps explain the difference. I think it's also important to note that when it comes to DNI, we're just not talking about the people within a given organization. The comprehensive DNI program extends to ensuring that you are looking at both your external vendors, your customers, and your suppliers and ensuring you're working with a diverse range of partners. Right. With
0: this as our starting point, the first question, as you noted, is why? Why does having a DNI program matter?
1: Great question. And if you were able to do a Google search out there, you will find many studies around about (laughs) diversity inclusion. But I'm just gonna mention a couple here. So McKinsey recently released a study showing that the most diverse companies are more likely than ever to outperform less diverse peers on profitability. Other studies have proven that diversity inclusion in an organization drives increased financial performance, greater talent outcomes, and higher degrees of creativity. So the simple answer is, d is good for business. It's good for the people who make up your business, the partners you deal with as a business every day, and the customer you serve as a business. A robust DNI program is about attracting, fostering, and maintaining talented teams that will set your organization up for success both now and in the future. And like you said earlier, it doesn't have to be a big initiative to start, especially if you're a smaller organization. I mean, who wouldn't want to drive
0: better performance, better financial returns, and more creativity in their organizations? But no matter the scale of the program being implemented, we all know that setting up any kind of new program, let alone one that affects every member of your staff, can be a big lift. It's easy to get overwhelmed when you start thinking about all of the quote-unquote to-dos, no matter the size of the initiative.
1: So where in the world do you start? Well, that can be a quick question. and maybe can seem overwhelming, because it can be a big lift, but people shouldn't be discouraged by this because d is a journey and it's going to ebb and flow. So organizations of all sizes can leverage existing practices and processes. There's no need to reinvent the wheel and no matter the scale of the program you're looking to implement, their first three steps are pretty much the same. First, you need to assess where you are in order to determine where you want to go. So we call it a cultural assessment and this will help you establish a baseline to help measure success on an ongoing basis. So as you consider your assessment, there are a few questions you should think about asking. What do your employee demographics look like at every level of your organization? What are the labor pool demographics for your area and how does your organization compare? What is the engagement level at your organization? Is it inclusive? Does everyone have that sense of belonging? And can you easily identify diverse suppliers and vendors within your network? Do you have the reporting structures to capture the necessary data? And what sort of survey tool will you use? That's great. So let's dig a little bit more into this cultural assessment. What should it look like overall? Well, as a best practice, there are several key metrics that you can use to measure in your organization. We like to also uh, calculate a five-year average to compare these metrics so we can kind of see a trend over time. And mm-hmm. remember, as I start to describe these metrics, compare them to the demographics in the city you're located into to see how well right. you're doing as a benchmark. So some of the metrics to consider are just overall workforce. You know, mm-hmm. What's your gender makeup? What's your race ethnicity makeup? do the same for your managers for your applicants whether internal or external new Mm -hmm. hires promotions and then think about outside people outside the people but to your suppliers how many many transactions are you doing with diverse dealers or vendors or your community partners findings from these comparisons will really help you establish where your organization is Unlikely uncover some key clues or insights related to where you want to go. So that's your first step. Once you determine where you are, is now the time to decide where you want to go by establishing a DNI vision statement. So just like the vision statement within your organization or brand, a DI vision statement helps to guide the strategic direction and expectations for your DNI program. You know, it really lays the groundwork for ongoing success in this area. Of course, just writing a statement down in a Word doc, never looking at it again, won't make it happen. Be sure to publish that vision statement once it's finalized. Publish it internally and externally so that employees, vendors, customers, and other external stakeholders can see your commitment and understand the why behind this initiative. Your employees' buy-in to the statement is key. They will be your champions and will ultimately drive the success of the program. Your statement doesn't have to be long or involved. In fact, it's probably better if it's brief.
0: We like clean and concise
1: around here. Exactly. Once you know where you are and where you want to go, it's time to set some goals and build your strategy. But just like any other business strategy, your goals need to act as a benchmark for going forward. They should be specific, quantifiable, and outline how you measure success now and in the future. These goals will inform your strategy, helping you to establish priorities and set the direction for your program. And before we go any further, I want to state there's a no one size fits all approach to your goals and strategy. Right. You need to find what works for you and your organization. In fact, your own strategy won't continue to fit your organization forever. As your organization grows and your needs change, you need to have the flexibility and the ability to alter and update your program goals as your organization evolves. Right.
0: I mean, it seems like you're bound to outgrow this plan if you're doing it right. I do want to ask you about the listeners out there who are interested in starting a DNI program, but don't feel like they have as much of a, quote, finger on the pulse on the issues at hand as you do. What would your advice be to these people? how do they go about getting more information about the important issues
1: to inform their goals and strategies? Well, I think my biggest piece of advice would be to avoid operating in a vacuum. You don't have to start from scratch because chances are, you're not the only organization trying to stand up an initiative. This is where that tiered approach we talked about earlier comes in. If you have the bandwidth, consider a DNI advocacy group in your region or industry. Or if there isn't an existing group, consider starting one of your own. Act as that brain trust for your community with liked individuals. If you're pressed for time and don't have the resources to vote to that, there's still some great resources out there to help inform your strategy. I found that the National Diversity Council, Diversity Best Practices and the Society for Human Resource Management are all great resources to inform your plan. Also, Deloitte Insights, the Harvard Business Review, and other popular publications that you refer to for other business insights provide helpful and relevant articles and studies in the area of diversity and inclusion. So we
0: know where we are and where we want to go, and we have the vision and goals set, what comes
1: next? Well, you need to decide who's gonna lead the initiative. This is another area that will look different for every organization based on your resources and bandwidth. However, no matter your organization, there are two keys to successful DNI leadership. First, the initiative needs to start at the top. When the board of directors and senior leadership show a vested commitment in DNI, it establishes the importance of the initiative and helps to drive adoption throughout the organization. And DI needs to be a responsibility for everyone within your organization, not just HR or supply chain. Look for ways to encourage participation in the initiative at every level and in every department. If you're able to devote the resources, appointing an officer to a DI leadership role can help establish the focus of the program. However, if this is not an option for you, the program can be run by a DI council or committee that can help share the workload. Your council should include broad representation from across your organization, but remember, a senior executive presence is crucial to program adoption. Even if you are able to appoint a DI officer within your organization, a DI council will help devise that officer and provide a broad range of perspectives. Remember, we're looking for that diversity of thought. We have both at the bank, and it has been very successful. So whether you have appointed an officer, a counsel, or both. You need to also establish a framework to guide your program. The scope of your framework should include a d policy or charter that will help to formalize the roles and responsibilities specific to diversity and inclusion and house the strategy and goals we spoke about earlier. This framework should also extend to including requirements and other policies and processes across your organization. A successful DNI initiative is really a team effort. Take some time to think about all your operations when adding to or creating your policies. It is worth repeating. The DNI is not just a hiring issue, it is a systemically important aspect of your organization that will help drive its future success.
0: It seems like we've laid a really strong foundation here with clear direction and strong leadership, but I'm curious to know what comes next. How do you get from a great plan on paper
1: to an engaging program that employees are excited about? Well, this is really where the fun starts. I think the word education is pretty closely associated with d for most people. It'll be a really a large part of your program in action. Giving people a common d language will really lay that groundwork. So the best advice I can give is you don't want to reinvent the wheel here when trying to figure out how to educate and engage your staff. As I mentioned earlier, there are existing programs and processes that other organizations are using that you can leverage and you can lean on your own existing methods of communications with your team to drive adoption. If your team is used to lunch and learns, consider hosting a lunch and learn where you discuss diversity in the workplace or host a regular cultural event or celebration at lunch. Or you have an intranet or even an internal newsletter, consider devoting a section or addition to DNI resources that your employees can review on their own. It's really helpful to create and distribute a DNI calendar with key dates and events that can be distributed to your staff. You will be amazed at how many conversations that calendar can spark. And that's a great segue to my next point. As your plan comes into action, there are going to be employees who want to get involved. And this is a great opportunity for you to empower your team and develop leadership at all levels. Not only does employee engagement in your d plan benefit those employees, it also provides you with some grassroots advocates for your program to help drive employee engagement across the organization. So much like your goals and strategies, there's no one size fits all implementation plan for your initiative. The beauty of it is, It can be executed at any scale, whether you're a community financial institution or a global brand. And of course, as you implement, you need to be sure you're referencing back to your initial plan regularly. That means updating policies on a regular basis, measuring reporting on both the metric and anecdotal successes and challenges you've encountered and identifying the changes and adjustments that you need to make to overcome those challenges as your DNI program
0: continues to grow. Thank you for such an in-depth outline, Leslie. As we're wrapping
1: up, do you have any last words of advice for our listeners? I do. So at the end of the day, it's just about getting started. Just take that first step. Because mm-hmm. so your DNI plan, no matter where you are, is not going to be static. It's going to continuously grow and evolve to serve you now and in the future for your organization. So take that first step. Great. Thank you so much
0: for your time today, Leslie. Oh, you're welcome. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to iLink on your favorite listening platform so that you never miss an episode.